Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Ask the Expert North Texas. I'm Kristen Diaz. I'm David Rankin. A pretty grim story about the state of our kids' education. The results are in from the latest National Assessment of Educational Progress. It's called the Nation's Report Card, and it takes a look at math and reading scores for a couple of grades of students kind of as a basis for how education is going. Around the country, the numbers tumbled, and that includes here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. On today's Ask the Expert, we are joined by Rena Honey. She's the president of Alliance AFT in Dallas, and she is in the KRLD Zoom room. Rena, thank you as always for the time. I really appreciate being asked to uh, to contribute. It's always an honor. Let's talk about the National Assessment of Educational Progress. How is that different than the STAR test? Well, the NAEP scores are a national view of the testing of the uh, usually fourth, eighth graders, third or eighth grade, uh, whereas the STAR test is only for Texas. Now, when we saw the nation as one, there was the largest ever recorded decline in math. Why do you think that Americans have such a hard time with math? Is it because there are too many methods on how to teach it? Well, I think there are several contributing factors, but it should be no surprise that there are losses in this report card at all. We've just been through the most horrific pandemic. There are parts of it still in in uh, progress now as we speak. Um, but our students have gone through some just unimaginable situations. And over a million Americans have died from COVID-19, its variants, all of the things, included the caregivers for more than 10.5 million American children. Those grieving processes for those kids um, take a front row seat to what's happening with our kids in schools. How are they able to absorb information? How are they able to process it when they're going through the grief process? So it's no surprise at all um, that these scores have declined at all. There's also, does this also kind of put an indictment on the whole concept of virtual learning as well, and we're still learning the results of what happened when kids had to go to school from home? Well, I don't know that it's so much about virtual learning. Uh, that was definitely a new uh, phenomenon, 
teachers and school districts had to turn on a dime. You know, they were released for uh, spring break, come back. They're not in the campuses, they're on computers. And trying to make that happen was no small feat, but it does give you an indication of the problems that come along with that. And there are multiple that were encountered all across our state, all across our city in Dallas, and all across the nation. So it is not uh, the ideal way to have education instruction by any stretch of the imagination. But um, if you take a look, Texas and Florida, I think, were uh, they were the ones that were ordered to open schools much sooner than we really feel like they were ready for. Uh, Fort Worth ISD responded to this um, assessment saying that this is by no way a showing of the capability of these students. Um, what do you think then will it take in the classroom? Do you think there are too many distractions? Do you think that there aren't enough resources for teachers to be able to teach the curriculum? Where do we start? Well, I think we have to begin with the the primary source. We have to have increased funding to make up the loss of learning that our students everywhere have experienced. Um, there have been mandates from, uh, from Texas government for sure on like reading academies that teachers have to attend, additional professional de development, uh, increased tutoring opportunities. Well, those might be great programs, but if you don't have the, uh, the people that have bought into that, that are willing to give up the extra hours, the extra work with no additional pay, that's a, a feat that is we have experienced being extremely hard to enforce. So we have to have increased funding to make it work. And that's where we have to start. NAEP only covered reading and math. Would similar drops also likely show up in things like social studies and, and other classes? I think you could most definitely uh, count on that. Uh, those, uh, the other subjects other than reading math, uh, reading and math, they are not the focus of the STAR testing, even though it is tested but the primary focus is on reading and math. I think part of the struggles for math is that uh, most kids do fairly well with numbers unless there are some uh, intellectual challenges that they're facing. Dyslexia is an issue, but if the students are not reading well, when you get into word problems, algebraic problems, things like that, reading is the basis and you have to be able to comprehend what you're reading. And if, you're if you don't have the general concepts, it's hard to make those transitions into different settings. So there is just an awful lot. Many of the lessons and things, the curriculum that are being used, they don't give you much time to go back and check and make sure that the students have understood and where they don't, you don't have a lot of time to rework it with them in a good comprehensive way. And so 
we're we're facing the challenge of not enough time, not enough resources, not enough people to implement the programs. They're afraid of coming in. Many are sick after being back in our schools. They have to be out because they are sick. Uh, substitutes are, bless them, they are such a great resource, but many of them are older and they cannot be back in the schools as well because of health issues. So there are many struggles, although I can tell you those that are in our campuses are giving it everything they've got in spite of all of the obstacles being thrown at them, all of the additional work, the additional meetings not being paid correctly, the evaluation systems they're having to try to maneuver. Um, and quite frankly, I, I personally don't think we have a shortage of teachers in the state or in the country. We have a lot, but they have chosen not to return to the, to the profession because of all of the problems that it has brought for them and their families. Rena, it doesn't seem like you are at all surprised at some of these numbers, knowing the challenges that have been um, faced in the classroom for years, even prior to the pandemic, as these uh, numbers are being uh, compared to, right, pre-pandemic uh, levels. Uh, with this now uh, showing hard evidence that there is a big decline and a lot of loss to make up, uh, where do you think that we can start taking those first steps into improvement? Or do you think that this is just going to be a, a large stain on America's education system for a long time? Well, hopefully that won't be the case. But I think that we have to pay very close attention to 98% of our school districts in Texas do not meet the recommended ratios for counselors social workers or psychologists. And we're talking about millions of kids who have lost caregivers, they've been orphaned, they've been ill themselves. And we just can't pretend that there's not been trauma in the lives of these kids and they need the dedicated professionals to come in and help them work through this. So we have to have not only more teachers, more counselors, more psychologists, social workers, our paraprofessional educators that are so vitally important in our campuses and support staff that come in and help when they can. Um, our union of educators and school employees agree that every parent and educator across the country, our kids are struggling, but we have to find ways to make it better the state has to increase the funding. Look at the formula. It hasn't been redone in years and years. Put the resources there. Then our districts have to invest that money in personnel, which is huge. Mm -hmm. But you can't have programs if you don't have personnel. And we've got to have more counselors at every level, elementary, middle, high school. We've got to have the psychologists. We've got to have these people that can go into the homes, our social workers that can help the families through this as well. Rena Honey is the president of the Alliance AFT in Dallas. Rena, thank you so much as always. Thank you. I appreciate your time. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? 
This boy isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.